0: The following episode has some content that is darker than usual and may be difficult for some audience members. As always, the show notes have content warnings and associated timestamps. Please check them out at your own discretion. Thank you.
1: am eight, and you are listening to Roads Uncharted. Previously on Roads Uncharted, my good friend Ro and myself worked our way across the wilderness after departing from Chill Falls, soon to be known as Arthasville, formerly known as Chill Falls. We worked our way towards the town of Pineview, and upon arriving, we found a scene of utter carnage, destroyed buildings, Ravaged homes and fire stricken structures, and bodies lining the streets, hanging from the trees. It was not a memory I will gladly hold on to, but we must remember these things to prevent them from occurring again. Friend Roe and I did some investigation and found that a strange cult is responsible for this wanton destruction. After performing a brief divination spell, we have discovered that we will run into members of this cult in the future. We're not entirely certain when, but well, magic does not lie and we will continue forward until we can make them pay for what they have done. Following that, I fulfilled the wishes of Professor Trela and buried a magical amulet in the graveyard near the resting place of their beloved one. From there, we move forward with determination.
2: So we're actually going to start our session following the actions of a rather unique individual. We'll get back to Rowan Eight in just a minute, I assure you. It is just before dawn, Pax. You can see the sun is just starting to crest over the horizon, so it's still relatively dark. Um, the road ahead of you is lit just enough where you can see where you're going. Why don't you describe what you look like and tell us what
3: you're what you're up to? Am I currently on the road or at sight? On the road. What we see is a orange tiefling. She, it is like a... Way- darkish rusty hue and several patches of her skin seem to have what looks like some kind of reptilian scales her hair is a very short pixie cut of a slate gray and her horns curl back on her head and if one of the horns was not partially missing it looks like they would eventually form a diamond shape she is donned in leather armor with many buckles and a pauldron on her right shoulder. And she is heavily armed with a sword, several daggers, and a crossbow. And at her hip, you can see three types of sailor's knots of a monkey fist or perhaps a globe knot attached to a triangular piece of metal. And she is currently riding her horse hard towards the
0: horizon
1: an interesting name for a horse.
0: Towards the horizon is a great name for a horse.
3: Or south. I think we're going
2: south, right? Towards the south. Well, honestly, Pax, I mean, you could be coming from any direction. So whatever direction it is that you say. Except up. That's the one place the
0: horizon is not.
2: (laughs) Anywho. Anime or somber tone. So Pax, you are riding your horse hard towards the horizon, and you eventually come to your destination,
3: the village of Pineview, where it appears it is already too late. As I already see the destroyed village in front of me, I still ride hard because there could be someone there that is still alive. And even though my horse is exhausted, I keep going until I get there, where I dismount, freezing, just looking at the destruction in front of me. After a couple moments, under my breath, I say, Bahu and Paradesh. hopefully some of them are still here and not in your arms, and I'd like to look for survivors.
2: First roll of the session, I'm going to need you to give me a perception check. Um, and you're going to make that at medium difficulty, so it'll be two purple.
3: A success, a triumph, and two threats.
2: Okay. How do you feel about taking two strain for those threat? You know, it's been a long night. It's It wears on you quite a bit, riding a horse for that long.
3: And I certainly did not sleep.
2: So we'll address the successes first, and then we'll worry about the significant boom that comes with that triumph. So why
3: don't you describe
2: what you're doing during your investigation, like, you know, your actions and, and so forth?
3: So Pax is looking essentially through bodies, looking for anyone who might have hidden themselves, whether under someone else who might have gotten harmed or a little area that might have been like off to the side that might have not been destroyed by carnage. So maybe there's cellars around. Someone hid themselves away and locked themselves up. While I'm also searching, I'm also looking around for signs and signals of how many were here. Was magic used to destroy people or was it all physical? Because I already know who did this, but I need more information than that where they went afterwards, but that is all secondary to finding someone alive. So
2: I will say that the first thing that hits you is you notice all around is the calling card of the culprits. You know, you see that bull's head with the flaming nostrils and that very distinct alteration to that symbol that indicates who it was. You sift through the debris, the few bodies that Rowan ate, could not get into a grave during the night.
3: So it looks like there were people here already before me, like putting people to rest. Correct. And in fact,
2: at one close, close to one end of the village where the graveyard is, you do find a series of freshly dug graves. You find a series of footprints. Some of them appear to be very indicative of marching footprints, and others indicate that they are from somebody or a bunch of people who may have been running at the time. You do follow the tracks. They do lead in various directions outside the village. Some, the marching footprints, eventually head to the west and additional footprints head to the south to the east away from the village you do not find any survivors that are still on site now as far as your significant boon you can use the triumph for a variety of things one of which is to insert something into the scene among others what would you like to use
3: your triumph for before that the footprints that both led west and southeast what kind of footprints were they in each direction
2: South and East appeared there as a mix of bare feet, as well as sold feet. The footprints that head West, the marching footprints are all sold.
3: Okay. In that case, the triumph, I would like, is some indication that some people were able to escape based off of that information. So to the Southwest, it kind of sounds like if anyone survived, it would be in that direction.
2: Yeah, and I'll say, if, if you follow those footprints a little ways, you eventually do see a couple of trinkets that might have gotten dropped and and left in the mud, like brooches
3: or a couple of coins. Or some children's toys. hmm After looking around and finishing some of the work that Roe and Ape did in burying some of the deceased, um, if there's any more that I think I can handle on my own as a single entity... I will also put them to rest and say a couple prayers over the graves before resting up my horse, making sure they get some water, and heading on.
2: Yeah, I, I say that's definitely doable. You are able to um, lay to rest some bodies that were a, are a little more on the farther gone side, charred almost beyond recognition. How long do you rest your horse? An hour, two hours?
3: Enough for them to get their breath back, and probably no more than an hour or two, because I need to head to someone who can send a message for me.
2: Sounds good. And with that, we are going to go to row and eight. Now, row and eight, off screen, you had mentioned that you would have stayed the night a little ways away from the village that it didn't feel right to the two of you to to sleep in the village amongst such destruction you got your full more or less full night's rest i mean it did take you a while to bury what bodies you could in the morning you would have headed out and you said you would have followed some of the footprints correct which set of footprints would you've started following south east west
0: the uh Idea is to start to have started following the um, footprints that look like survivors, the ones that 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 was the the southeast ones. Yeah, so so following about half a mile southeast is where we would have made camp. And I feel like it would have been difficult to get to sleep, but taking graves is hard work and the exhaustion would have taken over more so. I think waking up I would have felt the soreness in my hands and looking down expected more blisters but there are calluses there that I didn't notice before. Start to dwell on that and the task at hand knowing that we have to go to Renwick but I want to make sure that some, some some people made it out. And quietly at first start to pack up camp.
1: I would have been awake, obviously, and would have noticed when Ro started to stir. So first thing I'd probably have done was set about making a nice breakfast for Ro especially considering the hard work that was put in yesterday. And a greeting Row, I would say, Well, good morning. I imagine you're quite hungry after all of that work yesterday. I have taken the liberty of harvesting fresh eggs to make for breakfast. Harvesting, you might wonder. How eight did you harvest eggs for breakfast? Well, a true wizard does not reveal their secrets. I'm I'm kidding. I, I harvested them from eight junior.
0: I crack a smile, and it's very much unexpected. The levity that eight is bringing to this convers to, to 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 this morning is very much appreciated very obviously, and I'll respond with so 8 junior is a magical construct that disappears, but the eggs that you harvest from A junior are real and won't disappear in, in my stomach. Magic is still so baffling to me. Eight, eight junior disappears and any product of eight junior would probably disappear right if we're following the rules a lot anyway um
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's uh yeah yeah uh, and and sort of trying and soldier on with uh, w- with trying to remain our usual uh, uh light-hearted selves.
3: Was I able to get a general idea of how many people attacked Pineview?
2: With the number of footprints everywhere, it was probably a little difficult to get an exact number. But you would know that usually we're looking at a, a group of twenty at a time. Roughly. Is their usual okay. mo?
3: Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of bad guys.
3: Probably
2: heavily armed bad guys. It's about what you experienced in. Twenty Isha. dudes.
1: You can it's take true. Twenty dudes. Yeah, if you figure that's five minion groups. We each take a minion group. Some of us can can soldier a little more than that. Yeah, well, we'll be fine.
0: Eight Junior can, as long as Eight Junior is the size of a building. <laughs> eight Junior will destroy them.
3: When are you gonna get barding for Eight Junior and armor them
2: up?
1: Magical barding.
2: Oh my god, yes, ride Eight Junior at the end of this series, please.
1: <laughs> Find a way to make Eight Junior's existence permanent.
2: but you were in the midst of saying something. I
0: was in the middle of saying something. You're right. Um, Yeah. So I feel like the rest of the morning is pretty, it's, it's weird because we want to maintain the sort of lightheartedness in our conversation that we usually have, but a lot of it ends in just flat silences because... Either something that we said it reminds us of what we had to do or or, or or what we experienced yesterday or what we have to push forward to in the morning. So yeah. Just putting on a brave face. Uh, at least at least for me, I'm putting on a brave face for eight. Whether whether that's on purpose or subconscious, I I, I don't realize I'm doing it. I just help break down camp
1: and I feel like at this point, eight's caught on that something is kind of wrong, but I don't quite get it because social nuance.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. It's a little difficult to to balance that you know, I feel like out of respect there there should be a little more mourning. there should be a little bit more solemnity to it, but at the same time, there's not too much we can do. we need to soldier on. so let's try and get back to how things were so we're not dwelling on it. Um, so it's definitely a balance completely understandable as the two of you continue your journey, um, I'd like the both of you to give me a group vigilance check please make that at medium difficulty
0: I have willpower 4 no ranks
1: I have willpower 3 I have one rank in vigilance cool and also I think my heightened awareness plays into this
0: yes okay. so so that's so, yeah. so, dose boosts two boosts okay so that is three green a yellow two blue and then you said medium difficulty Oh, oh, wait, 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 no. This is very good. Three advantage to success.
1: We did it. We, we noticed a thing.
2: Yes. What'd you like to use your advantage for?
0: I'd like to, the uh, the advantage to be that while we're, you know, supremely aware of our surroundings, it feels that as we follow along these footprints of supposed survivors we start feeling a little bit better because we're starting to see more and more signs of life and more and more signs of activity people while, while still sad and unfortunate more people have made it out than we had initially thought so that at least is helping lift the spirits a little bit giving us a, a further sense of purpose so that way we don't at least for for my um, my perspective, we're not bogged down by, I don't know, despair, so that we can remain vigilant. We can remain aware of our surroundings.
2: rent right, anything bad? Does that sound good to you?
0: Sounds good to me.
1: All
2: right. So I'll say it is due to this lightening of your heart upon this realization that the pair of you pick up the sound of hoofbeats behind you.
1: Friend Row, do you hear that?
0: Yes, I do, and I'll. Uh, as I as I say that, I turn back. Do you think we should hide? I think we should hide. I agree. This could be a scout. So I we I start leading uh, Bessie off to the side of the road, just finding like a tree to stand behind. Right.
2: A tree with the cart and the donkey. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love mechanical
3: it. Mechanical donkey. <laughs> yes.
0: We'll find a mechanical tree for to hide our mechanical donkey.
3: Perfect. Perfect. All right.
0: I will
1: crouch behind a bush.
2: Okay. I'm all right with that. Pax, as you are heading southward, how fast are you going? Like, are you at a gallop?
3: Are you cantering? Is it a trot? Somewhere between a trot and a canter. I don't need, I don't want to continue at a gallop because. I will hurt my horse if I continue to push them I was pushing them that hard so Mm -hmm. it's just a bouncy trot as I am continuing south ish kind of following these tracks more so following the road because my mind is going off in a bunch of different directions do I follow the survivors and try to help them do I follow the order that went west do I try and go talk to Liam to try and send a message to uh my group to see what the next steps are and it's just like internally debating myself on what i should do next but instinctually i'm trying to follow the survivors first and as you do so
2: you do see a couple of figures up ahead with what appears to be a cart and they randomly go off the road
3: am i able to get a good look at them
2: I'd say it's light enough where you can, you can kind of get glimpses of colors. You kind of see some darker armor. You you can tell that the other figure is like white and blue is what you see.
3: Okay. In that case, if I'm not able to get like a good look at them before they head off the road, I am a tiefling with a mission. (laughs) So I am going to keep going forward. Um, Maybe as I'm passing by them, try and do a quick look but other than that I'm gonna keep going. And as I'm getting closer I think the most apparent difference in my appearance compared to what I described at the beginning is that Pax's boots and like the bottom half are definitely covered in like dirt and mud and maybe like a little bit of dried blood from handling the deceased.
2: Mm -hmm. So I'll say as you get to the spot on the road and you turn your head to see if you could figure out where these people went, you see a wooden cart
3: next to a tree. Just the cart? Just the cart. If I only see the cart, I will slow my horse down and go to a stop and like look over in that direction. Because I did see people Mm -hmm. and I'll just call out to them assuming someone is there. Hello? Is someone out there? Do you need assistance? I can help.
0: It sounds friendly enough. And so I will pop my head out from behind Bessie. Because I was using Bessie for cover. Quick, curt little wave. Um, hello? No, I'm, I'm not sure we require any help. I mean, we're, 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 we're sort of on our way to do our own... Helping. So if you want to help with that, sure. I'll notice the horse and the uniform and everything and go. Um you're some sort of authority figure in the in these parts? Some sort of ranger? Are you are you aware of what happened over in Pineview?
3: At that I will get a very somber and quiet look. Yes, I'm following the survivors right now.
0: Oh turn over to eight. Eight person is on the same path as we are, to help. Yes, and um, quite horrible. We're not entirely sure of why things happen, but we do have maybe a li- just a little bit of context that might might help.
3: I would love to hear any information that you might have. Maybe not from behind some bushes and trees.
0: Oh, oh yes. Um. Okay. Oh, okay, Bessie. Um. Let's, let's go tap Bessie on the butt. Just, here we go.
2: Essie doesn't move.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you hear
1: from one of the bushes. Oh, yes, of course. You'd rather not hear from a bush. That makes sense. I am very well concealed in here. And then an automaton just kind of stands up from inside the bush and like there's leaves kind of stuck In between some of the joints on the plating and everything, and I just kind of start plucking them out from between and give a a wave. Hello, I am 8. This is my friend Ro. Hello. And our, our donkey, Bessie. We are traveling on a very important journey that led us to Pineview. And it is unfortunate that we came across the scene that we did we'd be happy to render any assistance to you or to the people that survived, if any.
3: As the two of you make your way out of the bushes and behind the trees, I did have like one hand on my sword cautiously as you were doing so. But as I'm about to get a better, as I get a better look at the two of you, I just very abruptly let go of my sword and relax. And there's like a small... Crook of the of a smile. Yeah. R- row, eight. Nice to meet you. I'm Pax. Oh,
0: Good. Good to meet you, Pax. I wish it were under more jovial circumstances, but. I mean, what are we gonna do? So. You're, like, like I assumed. there some sort of ranger, some sort of protector.
3: The simplest answer, yes. Oh,
0: very cool. We are adventurers on a mission.
3: Quest? Adventurers are usually on quests.
0: Yes. We're on a quest that took us in the direction of Pineview, and we're taking a detour to make sure that not all is lost.
3: I am going to do what I can, and I would love the assistance. I think we are both of the same mind that survivors first before anything else, but I do need to get word to others that behind you was destroyed. So make haste
0: as much as we can. Sure. I guess walk and talk. Turn over to eight and go. So we have just a small idea of what happened. Really, why?
3: Were you there when it happened, or did you were after the fact?
0: We came upon it late yesterday, expecting to uh, to stay in the village for just a bit and make, make a stop. But um, as do we have an idea of how how long this the the Pineview was like that by the time we. Arrived.
2: You know that north of Pineview, when you stayed in Chill Falls, nobody had gotten word of what happened, and it's not like you could see any smoke. Okay. So...
0: So within two days? Probably. Okay.
3: When did I receive word, Dax? And when would have I started making my way south?
2: You would have received word about the intent to target that village less than a week ago. Okay.
0: I'll describe that then, that... We had left Chill Falls two days prior and didn't hear anything. So, sometime between, by the time we had arrived there late, uh, late yesterday, this, uh, this had occurred. We were not sure how long since. From there, I will again turn over to eight. And there was some sort of cult. Yes. I'm sure you saw the sigils, uh, eight.
1: The bull with the flaming nostrils. They're a cult of sorts that I have a passing familiarity with for previous companions of mine and myself were staying in the city of Isha when it was beset and besieged by this cult and ultimately the city was destroyed.
3: Yes, I did hear about that incident I did hear that, though, the princess was saved, and everyone did make it out okay.
1: That's true. My companions and I did usher the civilians to safety.
3: And I thank you for that. Thank you.
1: No thanks necessary. We were only doing what adventurers would do.
0: Unfortunately,
1: the villains did escape.
0: So, you heard of this incident in Nisha before. Do you know this cult? do you, have you have you crossed swords with them before?
3: I just take a deep breath. Yes. They aren't really well known. Their name isn't very well known, but they are known as the Order of
0: Tanith. And at that, my eyes widened, and um, the Order of Tanith,
3: yes. Are you familiar with them?
0: Does that name ring any bells? Nope. Uh, did come across. Oh, dang. Okay, okay, cool. No, no, no. Um, this is the first time he- hearing of them. Um, we've A-Tier has again said that they've had experience, but could not really find the the name of this. Cult. So the Order of Teneth.
3: Well, we have some time as we try to catch up with the survivors. Do you have time for a history lesson?
1: My eyes will brighten. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> How familiar are you with the War of Seven Hells?
1: We have a passing familiarity. Uh
0: none at all.
3: You're not from Ulela, are you?
0: No. Didn't re- even realize that there were multiple hells.
3: I'm not very familiar with planar lore, but the War of Seven Hells occurred about 400 years ago. There was an emperor who just was not very a very good ruler, let's put it that way. But before that, there was another man in line by the name of Tanith. And he was framed for murder. And the Order of Tanith was created to try to put him back on the throne. This Order of Tanith with the flaming nostrils and the scythe in its left eye is an offshoot of that that got corrupted.
0: Corrupted how don't know but so now they do horrible acts in the name of this deposed king
3: still trying to figure out what they want and what they're doing
0: but this 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 can't be alive now but you said 400 years
3: Tanith was a human right Dax. No. Kenneth was one of the Edarkai.
2: OK, remind me what the Edarkai are. I can do that, and I can remind the audience as well. So the Edarkai are elves with grayish, purplish, bluish skin, very similar to Shadarkai in D&D lore. However, the Edarkai are not immortal. They used to run the empire up until the War of Seven Hells when they were overthrown. And any imperial loyalists, and that includes Adarkai, that includes any other races that had supported the empire at the end of the war, were exiled to the Isle of Gorab.
3: Then turning back to Roe to answer his question, uh, we don't know. He could be. He was an Adarkai, a type of elf with very long lifespans. And they were, he was never found. So
1: he could be of curiosity and i will kind of lean my head from around row on the far side are you familiar with the term spellweaver i am good well, that makes explaining this a little easier i believe the order of tanith is hunting spellweavers
3: that bit of knowledge is not surprising in the least and if it is true even less so Why do you think that they are hunting spellweavers?
1: They kidnapped a spellweaver from the city of Isha. And I have reason to believe that someone of powerful magic was laid to rest in the village of Pineview. So it's possible that they were looking to claim vestiges of magic or artifacts from this burial site.
3: That would make sense.
1: But the biggest clue I have is the fact that they didn't kidnap one. So. And of course, we do know that, well, spellweavers do try to keep themselves scarce. So they must have good reason for trying to remain hidden.
3: Dax, am I aware that a spellweaver was kidnapped, Anisha? That is news to you. Okay. If that's the case, well, if you know what a spellweaver is, you know that they are extremely powerful. That is extremely concerning.
1: Yes. We are... Well, at this point, we hope to catch up with this Order of Tanith, as they are called, and teach them a lesson about harming others. Just the two of you. Well... There is also our companion, Bessie.
3: What about your giant kin friend? Where are they? They'd be very big help in this, but still, even three people is very, very few against a group of 20 or more extremely powerful cultists. 20? That's about how many I was able to estimate.
0: That's way more than we had estimated data. I thought there was going to be like five or six.
1: I I cocked my head furrow my brows. Wait, do you know Arthas?
3: I've never met him, but as adventurers, let's just say the three of you are starting to make names for yourselves and you, Layla.
0: What? Okay, we're gaining some notoriety, eight. What have you heard?
3: I have heard that your friend Arthas has won some sort of tournament. You eight have, uh, you and some other companions helped the princess of Isha, and just done a lot of good deeds in general. All of you.
0: My face goes through a journey of emotions here because this is very th- this is very big news. But I just want to like surprise, happiness, and you know, uh, uh, elation. But then also, I'm not sure if I want all of this attention. You know. Um. <laughs> And then, and then also, yeah. And then, and then also, also um, a bit of, not not exactly disheartening or or jealousy, but just like, oh, okay. So like, Arthas and eight have have more notoriety. There's there's nothing remarkable about the adventures of Row, but that's okay. Um,
3: <laughs> Dax, have I heard anything specifically about Row? Eight and Arthas are the first things that came to mind. But is there anything uh, that I would know or have heard about Row?
0: And it's very apparent. Of like oh yeah okay yeah no that's 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 okay you know I'm happy for my-
3: this is Mary yeah, no no, no going on that, on I'm I'm before. very happy
0: for my friends, uh, but it would have been nice to like that 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 is very apparent on rose on my face. Um,
2: so you would have heard from your context that. The village of Springpoint had some issues with some, like, goblin-like creatures a while back, and they ended up coming to, like, peaceful terms with the creatures after Eight, Roe, and Arthas visited the group. And you would have learned, uh, according to reports, that it was Roe who tried to have peace talks with their leader. You also would have learned that Roe was one of the major factors of taking down a beast that was terrorizing Westbridge, along with a um, a minotaur that the group was helping. Those are the two things that immediately come to your mind as you're watching Roe's face have this journey and and that very obvious moment of, like, not really jealousy, but like, oh
3: don't worry. There are many exploits about your triumphs at Westview, as well as some talk of you being a very good negotiator with goblins. Oh,
0: okay. That, that, is, that is... Thank you.
3: Charming and fierce.
0: I'm charming and fierce, Eight. Focusing back on the task at hand. So, following these survivors, what are we going to do I just, we we just wanted to see if they needed help or just to make sure that they made it out, but we didn't have any sort of game plan.
3: Dax, can I use a story point? What would you like to use the story point for? I would like to use a story point to... There is a mage in this direction mm-hmm. that yep. I know of that I has worked with us mm-hmm. before. I would like him to owe my organization a favor with the intent to rope him into helping these survivors in whatever way he can. I think we could technically argue that's
2: inserting something into the scene because you're inserting something to be available to you. So I think we could argue that. So now there is one GM story point and no, two GM story points, two player points. I had a moment
3: where I wasn't counting properly. It's fine. Math is hard. Well, I know of a wizard by the name of Liam in this direction. He owes my myself and some people a favor. I was hoping to cash that in, and maybe he can help with the survivors, whether that's going to be food, shelter. At minimum I'm going to be asked I would like to stop by and ask him to send a message for me about everything that has happened with Pineview.
0: Wonderful. That's great. A wizard.
3: And at minimum if we can at least get the message out, I might be able to get more assistance to the survivors.
0: Even better. A is a bit of a wizard himself. That, that'd that be wonderful, you know, getting getting multiple wizards, ma- magical help and assistance for, this, for, for these people. And maybe, just maybe we can convince Liam to help us out in stopping this order of Teneth.
1: It's actually quite, Coincidentalists, we were also heading in this direction to find someone who might know s- some information regarding a magician, and I'll do air quotes when I say
0: magician, that lives in this region. Do you think Liam is that magician? That wizard? Mage? Spellcaster?
3: It's a possibility, though I am confused on why you put magician in air quotes it's just another term for spellcaster isn't it
1: well i believe it's important to differentiate between street magic and regular magic things like pulling quarters from someone's ears as infinitely less practical in the real world as opposed to being able to i don't know conjure a
0: chicken from the ether i did not I I didn't realize that there was a distinction. We call those mentalists, the ones that just do street magic. and Mentalists, illusionists, and whatnot.
3: I don't know about that. Skills used in street magic and entertainment purposes have plenty of uses outside of the regular uses. Slate of hand, for instance. Very
1: useful.
0: This Liam is someone who can do more than just make a coin come out of your ear. Correct. Okay.
3: He can actually cast actual, tangible magic instead of street tricks.
0: Can can this Liam summon a chicken?
3: You would have to ask him.
1: You might be able to teach someone your new trick, Eight. Do not believe I would like to reveal my secret of summoning a chicken.
0: A chicken? A warrior chicken.
3: I've seen weirder.
0: Speaking of which, Eight, I do believe... Our theory, or my theory, is being proven right now. As I'm growing suddenly quite hungry, I believe those eggs have disappeared from my stomach.
1: Well, were they at least tasty?
0: They were very good. They were very tasty.
1: There. Well, half of the work was accomplished then. We'll just have to work on something else instead. That would mean my grey paste has also been less than desirable.
0: Well, I mean, you conjure the, gr- the grape. Does the gray paste come out of the ether and disappear if you just leave it?
1: I've never
0: left it. You, you've been very you, you've made sure that we finish all of the gray paste all the time, so we, we've never tested it out if it disappears. That's true. Pax, for context,
3: yeah, I have this really confused look.
0: Before, for context, eight here makes this gray paste that is full of nutrients and vitamins, everything that you need for adventuring.
3: Does it taste good?
0: I look at Ro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a very, it, it's almost like, like Roe has, has the spinning rainbow wheel or, or you know, for, for like a split second longer than you'd like. And I just go, mm-hmm. Very, very good. It, it is very, again, very packed with nutrients and vitamins and taste just very good. Very, very, just good. Good. Solid.
3: Good to know.
1: It's the type of food adventurers require.
3: Good to know.
0: I put my hands on my hips and nod, very overcompensatingly affirming that it tastes Great. Great. Better, better than most other foods I've ever had.
3: Okay, then. And I will turn my attention back to the road. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whee! And with that, we will call the session ended and pick up with this group next time.
3: <gasps> my
2: God, the paste. <laughs> oh, the paste. It always comes back to the paste.
0: We were, I mean, we got, yeah, no.
2: Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time, but in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, whom you can find on Twitter at gm underscore dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games, and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthus, champion of Otham, is played by Neil. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Pax has been played by our guest, Mare. You can follow them on Twitter at Archmage of Dice.